Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. I know I like to do this because it trips your mind out. (laughs) This is the spot. This is the location right here. Let me show you where it is right here. This is the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today we're going to have a real, what they call, authentic conversation. And I'm going to go hard because, you know, she she thinks I'm going to be soft on her. I'm not going to be soft on Lori Rowe. She's real cool, sister. You're in New York, right? You're in New York. <laughs> you know, and New York is not for suckers. It's not for chumps. But she wants to talk about how we respond to our fate. Because that's your destiny. And it's going to show up. I don't care if you take a left or a right. If it's meant for you, it's going to show up. But how do we process that? Now, she's got a, quite a following on social media. So she must be saying some heavy duty stuff because people is liking and loving and sharing and all this kind of stuff. She's going to be working towards uh, creating a mastermind and an eight week course. I want to hear what that looks like. People always use this big $25 term, your authentic self or transformation or mindset. Well, I slice and dice those because I got a different definition for every single one of them. And I'm going to talk to them. Uh, talk that through with Lori. Welcome to the edge. How are you, Lori Rowe? How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I want to thank your listeners as well for um, having me as a guest. You got to call you. them brains. They like to be called brains. They get off on My that. My brains. Sorry, brains. <laughs> <laughs> One so, brain to the next. <laughs> absolutely. One cranium at a time. So let's start at the beginning. How do you show up on the planet? Well, that's an interesting question because uh, this whole discovery, this whole journey towards my mission is based from experience. Um, as we all know, fate or events, if you rather, if you rather um, happen to us and we don't have that control, um, which if we're lucky enough to survive these certain fates, we don't always survive ourselves. Um, we manifest we are just programmed whether genetics or the environment to handle these certain thoughts and and how we handle life going forward um, and through tell my a, own person yeah, yeah tell me a little bit about your your personal journey though you you know what was your what was your a little bit about your experience and then what was your awakening well, my experience started when I was very young, as I think most of ours do. Um, I, I, ha- I, was, I have ADHD, and that separated me from my sisters immediately, which, you know, back in the day, in the 70s and 80s, parents weren't really educated or equipped to handle the differences in their children. And through that, um, children perceive things much differently than I'm sure intended. But as a child, I always felt different. I always felt I didn't belong. 
I was often the blame um, to, you know, my parents, um, you know, failures, and it just, you know, evolved into uh, me feeling, you know, self-worth or lack of self-worth. Well, it can be a crippling disability, you Absolutely. know, because you don't Absolutely. understand it, nor can you explain it. But on the flip side of that, your parents can't understand it either. Exactly. And we don't know what epigenetics or what trauma or what genetic profile they may have been subjected to as well. So you find out eventually that you have ADHD and that's brains, you know, you, you guys get all trumped up. Oops, did I say that word? <laughs> you guys get all excited about uh, certain situations and it's a different learning style. You see that she communicates just fine. Um, yes. Her attention may be focused on something else. She may be stronger in math. She may be stronger in science. She may be stronger in arts. It's just a different side of the brain. So when your child is diagnosed with ADHD, it's not a death sentence, okay? It's just a different learning style and everybody is unique. So as you evolve through your life and you go through this, you run across some stumbling blocks. In your adult life, what happened? Well, it it really is just a long stream of feeling, you know, trying to find where I belonged. You know, I was constantly looking, going, you know, hanging out with people just to have that um, sense of acceptance, um, which often led to doing things that I really didn't want um, just to feel that I belonged. Um, and that would just snowball, snowball. I would constantly run from my situation, my problems, feeling that if I left the situation, I'm not gonna be blamed for it. And it just, every place that I would run to, the same events would just happen or in a different way, leaving me with even more detachment from, from myself. Um, and so it took it, you a long time. So it really kind of took you a long time to find out who you were in this self-discovery process. Very long. Um, I then fell into the arms of, um, a man who was, uh, appeared wonderful on the outside, but it wasn't so much that I loved him. It was more the fact that my parents accepted him. And that made me feel like, oh, finally, I belong, you know, I finally, you know, can, can relate what it is that, you know, what family is and what this is and, but my heart wasn't there. And, and because I still was having this self-doubt, this self-hatred, this, you know, nothing genuine. Did you turn you into know, a people pleaser? Oh, absolutely. Turned into a people pleaser and it just destroyed me. It, um, and even from the therapist and the help that I would get from this whole, um, cause we eventually did get divorced. Um, and it, and it was tragic. It was tragic because I would react. I wouldn't think cause I would carry all of this down deep down inside of me and it would, you know, show up in anxiety, show up as depression. And it would, you know, your mind, when you react, 
off of these emotions, you don't think. So. Well, you do think, but you don't think logically. You don't exactly. process. And exactly. it's about how you respond in certain situations, brains. Like you I told you, I was hanging out with the hippies <laughs> on Venice Beach because I lost my keys on the beach. I never lose my keys. I tell you, it was a rude awakening for many reasons. One, because I was like, who the hell does this? Number two, what am I going to do now? Because I'm 137 miles away from my house. But I slowed down and thought about how I processed this. Okay. You got to slow down, brains. You got to pump your brakes. Going on full throttle and adrenaline all the time. I know that, that that's the first thing that, that sparks. That's the first thing that happens. Oh, okay, I've got a situation. And how am I going to react? Let your mouth get to slobbering. Your eyes get all bugged out of your head. But you know what? The end result is going to be the end result. And we run a race like a rat. Constantly in a maze. Always trying to please somebody else. Always trying to make somebody happy. Or the imposter syndrome. I'm somebody that I'm really not. Or... Uh, I am uh, trying to color in the white spaces and, you know, live in the imposter syndrome. So people say, okay, well, let's uh, be our true authentic self. That's some bullshit. And I'm just- you wear call, that mask I'm, too. It's I'm just call, mask. Yeah, That's right. I'm going to call you out on it because really, okay, you don't want to see me with my uh, Afro plaited up, no makeup on <laughs> in my- Uggs in my robe is not cute, but that's authentically who I am, you know, or when you see me in a state that is not complimentary to the podcast host that you see projected on this, when you see me get ugly, or when you see me in fear, or when you see me cry, all these are authenticities and we don't reveal all of these things to people. So what does that really mean? What does that mean to you when someone says, you know, Lori, show me authentic self. Well, it's, it comes down to how we view ourselves, how we attack ourselves. What are we saying to ourselves? Because our brains are going to get into this habit of automatically looking for that threat, um, automatically um, complicating the reality of the situation. And that in turn just leads to more chaos and more confusion, not just for you within, but for the others around you. To be authentic to yourself, you really have to find the root of, of the cause. You know, you, you, you need to go back and all those, peel back that onion because if you're stuffing and, and if you don't acknowledge where this pain originates, you can't recognize it, then you can't, you know, accept it. Go to the next thing. Let's talk about empowerment. You know, you have these outside influences that are going to empower you. You know, like they have an S on their chest, which I actually do. I wear one. Oh, I don't have it on today, but I do wear an S on my chest because I have a superpower. What is your superpower? Number one. And number two, how do you encourage people to bring that out in themselves? I think my, my, my superpower is my empathy. I love the fact that I can actually, you know, 
feel for the other person, but that doesn't come without experience. I think my experience is my superpower. I, I feel that having this background, this knowledge, um, just having these experiences gave me that gift to be able to look back at my life and realize, you know, my brain has the capability of being able to manifest the worst. What's stopping my brain from manifesting the reality that I want? Right. But right. it all starts within. We all have this superpower. It's not just my superpower. It's, it's what I want to help others discover within themselves because we can get lost in our thoughts and and just having somebody not even not even telling you what to do just being that ear that empathetic ear that understanding that safe environment to be able to discover where your pain originates from and how you can turn it around it's it's a powerful thing it is but you know people get it convoluted they self-medicate okay well you know i'm in this state of being and uh let me just put a little joint with that let me put a little you know a little alcohol with that let me pop a couple pills with that and you go mm -hmm. from from bad to worse because now that's your crutch but you know what i did for myself last night i apologized to myself have you ever right. apologized to yourself Absolutely. And that's what it is. It was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I apologize to myself for something that I had, you know, I didn't wait for somebody else to do it. I realized it and I had a conversation. First, I had a conversation with God. Then I had a conversation with self. And when I woke up this morning, I felt wonderful. I felt wonderful because it was an acknowledgement it was the realization of this is what it really is. This is what I have done. I've taken responsibility for my actions. I am the one that needs to make the corrective action. Not for exactly. me, not for, you know, I'm not going to lose 40 pounds for him. You know, I'm not going to not go shopping because of whatever. But whatever the situation is, Brains, the first thing you do is you have to take ownership and then apologize to yourself. Forgiveness, self-forgiveness. Because self -forgiveness you are huge. You're created. You're you're created by other people's perceptions, other people's thoughts, other people's words about who you were at a very mm -hmm. young age. And if you don't, you know, step back and say, you know, I'm 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 okay and 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 I'm I may have made mistakes due to this but this was my experience this was what was given to me and you know when I made these mistakes I wasn't I didn't find myself yet and and it's okay that I made mistakes because I you know I'm human well if and you don't make but if you don't make mistakes you can't make progress exactly failures that hurt us progress. the most are our best teachers Lori you know that Absolutely. And, but if you don't forgive yourself, if you keep living in that shame, that guilt, you know, you're going to just keep running from it. And yeah, that, that whether you self-medicate through drugs, sex, TV, whatever, you're stuffing and avoiding 
absolutely looking at yourself and then without that recognition like you said you cannot forgive because you're just stuffing you you, you know you're just you're just stepping over the problem all right so let's dial back a little bit because i want to get into something that's a little personal for you um but it's going to help somebody else so you said that you had a situation you had and you shared with me you know you had a daughter and uh your husband is now raising that daughter but has now alienated you. Yes. And now you have another daughter um, that you're raising. Yes. Where are you in this in this quandary? How is this, you know, because there's other people, what is it called? Parent alienation? Parental alienation, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care, brains, what you say. I'm a mama. I've had somebody come through my birth canal. And no matter what you say, the child will always be connected to their mother. I don't care what kind of trickery, what kind of influence. If you take them to Timbuktu, they will always have a connection to their mother. So I'm just letting you know, newsflash, you can get pissed off, whatever. Now, mothers don't uh, leave their children either. There's always a connection there. Always a bond, always a connection. You know, that's mother earth mother nature that's god you can't alter that but what do you say to a woman that's in this similar situation how does she how does she you know number one you feel bad Absolutely. number two you have to have some ownership because it just can't just be oh this person just did everything to me i'm the victim you gotta yeah. own your own stuff i get that but then resolution so it's a three-step process it is and that desire to want to be that better person because that's what's going to help you a survive but also bring you closer to that child you need to 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 be smart you need to be uh, you know your actions really do speak louder than words and in this situation it's so important i made many mistakes um I, like I said, I would often react and not think things through, which would just lead things down a different road. I started cutting. I mm. was, I felt safer in a mental hospital than I did in my own home because I wasn't abused there, but that didn't give the courts or the family that you need as support to see you as trying, um, Though deep down inside, you know that you are and your love is unconditional. It's so important how you appear. And I'm not talking about what other people think in, in a general sense, because in the long run, as long as you believe that you're doing everything that you can think of that's right, you know, it's not always clear though, especially with all that confusion and chaos and you know, you do feel inadequate. You do feel, you know, the torn. You feel just brokenhearted. And it's so hard to build from that. So you do come from a place of confusion. But get you got other, you, you need got to be in a community of people who are going through it. Because with that, that's how you get your strength. That's how you don't forget yourself. You, you lose yourself. But to find yourself, you need to hear other stories. You need to... No, you're not alone to, to have Absolutely. a community. 
It is a community of, of listening ears. And, you know, talk therapy is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if you're still talking about the same situation 15 years from now, to me, it doesn't seem like you've adjusted, settled in, overcome. You know, it's innately who you are. Your, your traumas, people say, oh, we can re reduce trauma. It's yeah. a part of your, it's right. It's a part of your DNA at this point. You can't um, avoid it because you don't have control over the world or others. You can absolutely. only control how you react to it. Absolutely. That's as, as you know, like the keys is how you respond. And not being, um, being fearful. Now, you know, nobody likes criticism, but you have to listen to it to a certain degree, only so much of it, and process it because this is the perception that you're giving the world. Exactly. And perception, unfortunately, is nine-tenths of the law. So that's what you said, so how you show up. So and now you have, you have a, a new beginning, per se, with your daughter. Now, what are you doing differently in this situation of communication, showing up, being responsible, taking ownership uh, with her that you maybe didn't do in the last situation? Well, this situation is much more unique um, because of all the experience of being married and losing my child because, you know, there was influence of another, I decided to have my second child with no father attached. Um, at the time, you know, people, you know, people had mixed feelings about that, but I knew I needed to be a mother and I wasn't going to let this happen to me again. Whether, you know, I reacted again without thinking things through it, I made it work to where we, we have a bond. She's aware that I wanted her. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a mistake. She wasn't a replacement. I wanted her because I wanted to, to love. Once you become a mother, that love never dies. And you just want to be able to express it, to, to share it. And when that's stifled or, or stopped, it doesn't stop within, you know, it might stop on the outside, but within it's still a need. Um, so when I had her, I had very little or no support from my family and was often said, Hey, you screwed up the last, you know, child what's going to stop you from screwing up this one too oh, wow. so I had to deal with a lot of that going through it but I knew in my heart because I, I actually to, to digress a little I I had chronic endometriosis um, so mm -hmm. having a child was very hard for me mm -hmm. um, and I was actually due to have a hysterectomy um, I uh, I wasn't going to have an opportunity. So I didn't have time to fall into another relationship to, to have a marriage and, and the security of, of, of a father. I just knew I was bracing against time. And if I didn't take this opportunity now, the following year or whenever the doctors decided I, it was necessary, I was going to never have that opportunity again. Oh, wow. So the dynamics was a little different. And a lot of people, unless they ask, don't know. So there was a lot of judgment, 
which is also a big thing about my course. It's like trying to, you know, expect that, but learning to go with your intuition and you trust know, yourself. <laughs> judgment is based, you know, I am, you know, I'll tell people, yes, I'm judgmental. I own it. Uh, but, it but it's based upon my experience. It's based upon my boundaries. I'm not judging you to criticize you. I'm judging you to compare it against the knowledge that I already have to expand my bandwidth is to grow. That that's is, where it is. That's and where I think that's that. I think that separates somebody who is wise from their experience opposed to somebody who's afraid to learn about things that we don't understand. You know, at least, you know, wisdom provides us with knowledge of understanding. So we can make that decision. If we just make that decision without any of that, that's where problems start to, you know, rise. You, do, you know, you're doing too much work. The expectations of others. You know, I did a, a, a teachable moment. You'll see them, little teachable moments. On expecting other people to do stuff. Are you kidding me? You're going to let yourself down every time. You can't yeah, control, no control your pet. Exactly. You can't control your pet, much less your kids, your spouse, your boss. Everybody's got a mind of their own. But it's yeah. how you process the information, you know. Now, mindset. Let's talk about that big $25 word. Okay. <laughs> I believe, as I evolve in my consciousness, that it is about being conscious. It's about being awakened and being aware of what's happening, your creativity, stimulating your mind, reaching into your subconscious, editing and filtering, watching the neuro-linguistic programming, the conversation that you're having inside of your head, talking to that board of directors of brains inside of your head. All of that is going on simultaneously, but then you got a mindset. You know, it's an oxymoron. You're multitasking. You're doing too damn much. It's what you're doing. Okay. So people say mindset. Well, mindset, you can also get stuck in that because it's a fixation on a certain thing. And, or a failure that you can't get into that mindset right. just from doing, um, affirmations it, it, it's not just affirmations i mean it's, affirmations it's, it's, a whole, it's, it's a lifestyle almost exactly you know um, it's the way that you like for example losing weight okay well i've got the mindset that i want to lose weight but i have other contributing components i got to watch what i eat i got to get some exercise i got to watch my circadian rhythm i got to watch my sugar you know i got to watch i got to watch got to watch got to watch yes mindset is also visual you need to watch what is going on what do you think about mindset lori i agree with you 100 percent. in fact i think what we feed our brains really you know play a big part of that um, if you want to lose weight for example you know don't surround yourself with the things that are going to trigger you or the people that make you feel emotionally you know, compelled to want to attach to food, to forget, educate your mind, understand what healthy food does to a person in their body and start, you know, rewarding yourself, give yourself confidence. Like, if you don't reward yourself, you're not going to have any motivation to do things because that's not the, that's how the brain is programmed. 
you know, we release, you know, hormones that stimulate our, our and, and reward us with, with uh, these good feelings. So if we don't provide that the access or the outlet to reward ourselves, then things aren't going to be as exciting or we're not going to want to go back to it. We're just going to want to run from our problems and go back to those bad habits. It's important to uh, just educate and yourself. Yeah, and you and have to understand, Brains, that the risk is worth the reward. And it's not so, going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to yeah. be easy. But do you deserve it? You know? And are you a quitter? And That's that goes it. back to that mindset. Um, like, the, uh, like going deeper inside mindset. Like, why are we self-sabotaging our lives? Why do we not feel that we're worthy enough to, to deserve this? Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that was triggered in our brains or programmed into us a long time ago that made us have that sense of unworthiness. Where did that come from? Discover that. Um, uh, peel back that onion. See it. Forgive it. And now you have the power to heal, you know, but without, if you're just covering it with, with, okay, I'm going to lose weight because I want to look good. I want people to love me. Right. You're masking. That's not a reason to do it alone. I mean, sure. We all want to look good. We want acceptance because that's natural, but there's, there's gotta be also love for yourself and, 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 and understand that it's not just about what other people are going, how other people are going to view you, but you're doing this for yourself. You're doing this because Mm -hmm. you want to wake up with energy. You want to wake up to keep up with your children. You want to be there for your children. You don't want to die of diabetes or giving them the, the reason to have to take care of you because you didn't take care of yourself. If you can't do it for yourself, you know, and it's a lot, it's a lot of responsibility to love yourself because a lot of people don't even recognize what love is, but love is you. And I want you to tell my brains how to get in contact with you to do a little more deeper dive. Uh, you're going to be doing a master class, a mastermind class. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell my brains a little bit about how to get in contact with you so that they can continue the work and the conversation. Okay. Um, by understanding our brains and how they operate, how some things are environmental and some things are genetic you know, some things we have control over, some things we don't. By understanding how the brain actually works, helps us see that there's tools to be able to to, to correct them, our, our way of thinking. But it also goes even deeper with energy, um, not, not like holistically, but more of a, the frequency that we send off. You know, if we are in a, a bad state we're going to attract those bad people into our lives. If we are in a positive state and surround ourselves with love, we're going to attract those people. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to attract those people in your mastermind, right? Yes. And in the community, the community okay. is very important. It's not just me alone. It's everybody who has problems and not to be ashamed of them, to feel comfortable and safe to be able to, to discover them and not be judged or criticized like we are, like we, we might've been running from, mm-hmm. from our pasts. Mm-hmm. So tell that, my brains how to get in contact with you so that they can join that. Well, I will, um, through Facebook, I, I do most of my, um, 
my social media through Facebook. Um, I will have um, postings and uh, signups uh, through links um, through through my Facebook posts. So what and is the name of your Facebook page? Is it Lori Rowe? It's Lori Davis Rowe. Lori Davis Rowe Brains. Okay, follow her on Facebook, Lori Davis Rowe. I'm going to put that information at the back part of the interview so that you can connect with her and have this conversation because it's very simplistic if you allow yourself to go down to the lowest common denominator. Because when you're at the bottom, baby, there ain't no way, ain't no other way but up, okay? So thank Absolutely. you so much for being up with us here on The Edge, Lori. You are the best on the planet. Thanks I'm so proud of your accomplishments, what you're doing, and how you are pulling other folks up by the bootstraps. Brains, where's my pointer at? Thank you, Brains. All right. <laughs> I want you to go right here, right over here. Whoops, right there. I need you to love, like, and share. What? Love, like, share. Oh, yeah, and subscribe. Okay, follow Lori, follow her on Facebook. I'm telling you, she's got a huge following. People are really into this and they're engaging because it's dialogue back and forth. And that's what's important. All right, there's other edgy conversations coming up for you here on the edge. Stay tuned. Mwah. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Lori. Bye.